Real quick now, don't even think. What's your number one concern about the 2023 NFL season? Number one. Yeah, it never takes long, does it? Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Penguins and Pirates in the same place you found this. Today marks the first real day of the third week of OTAs. I'll be over there at the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex covering that for DK Pittsburgh Sports. It gets going at 10 a.m. The team did have an OTAs day yesterday, but as is always the case with the one that isn't covered by the media, they just go and have fun. They do fun things. They play games, shoot hoops, whatever. Today, it'll be right back to real football or as close as you can get to real football in early June. And within that, all of us who are there are going to see continuing signs of a new offense or at least a markedly enhanced and in some places modified offense. I don't want to take it too far. And I certainly don't want to give Matt Canada credit before he's earned it. But several players have now confirmed off the field, which, as you know, is the process with these things. Can't report on what you see in practice unless a player acknowledged that it happened. This side of the football will look different. It will have more to it. It won't be as mind-numbingly predictable as it was through 2022. Now, I can say, you can say, anyone can say, why wasn't that the case last year? Did Canada have a lobotomy or something? Or did he, you know, have a come-to-Jesus meeting with the Roonies or whatever? I have no idea. I know that their explanations from the inside are in general, that the offense had so many young players on it and a young quarterback, they were just trying to keep him, you know, alive in survival mode. And they felt that that was justification for basically dumbing things down. And the same even goes for the offensive line. They were looking for schemes that were simple. They didn't care if they were predictable. They didn't care if the other team saw what was coming. This is apparently supposed to be different. This is apparently supposed to be something where you can't always tell whether they're going to run or pass or how they're going to run or pass or even just the basic fact that they're never going to throw more than 10 yards downfield and thus you can keep everyone within comfortable range of the line of scrimmage. I know, I know, right? I, I, I'm not saying it. Again, to give anybody credit, because A, I don't think the guys they had last year were either that bad or that dumb that they couldn't have run a more sophisticated offense, so I'm not necessarily even buying that. And B, for as excited as a lot of people are, and I think that's fair about some of the newer pieces on this offense, until they result in points, there's, you know, no point in getting overamped about this. This team finished 26th in the league last year in scoring offense, even with the 7-2 and two finish. 
Even with some of their better wins down the stretch, those came as the result of the defense uh, being effective enough and the offense finding just enough guts and gusto to get down the field on the final drive to produce the winning points. Those are wonderful when they happen. They're not indicative of future performance as it relates to just putting up a volume of points. That's what has to happen here. So I'm not inclined even to take any of this as encouraging. Canada's lost me so many times since he's been here that I don't know if I'll ever be able to find him. I'm open, as I've maintained consistently here since uh, since about mid-January or so when it became clear that he was coming back, to accepting that he could get a whole lot better, but I'm not going to expect it. Let's see this team deliver a real identity on the offensive side. That, of course, will begin, and this is not anybody's secret, with the running game. All these pieces that were added, my goodness, another former Philadelphia offensive lineman signed yesterday. Undrafted practice squad guy, but still, you know, kind of just keeps coming, you know. All this emphasis on the beef up front, on looking tough on the bus, on the way to the stadium, on the road, on having this monstrous new tight end in Darnell Washington having even the bigger wide receivers. That can be your identity when it comes to what your tools are. But what's your identity as far as execution goes? How does Kenny Pickett figure into that? How does George Pickens figure into that? You can have a foundation off the rush, but you're not going to score points without the pass. You're not going to score points with your alleged number one wide receiver going through an entire National Football League season with zero touchdowns. That's not just on Deontay Johnson, as critical as I often am of him. That's not just on Deontay. So there are going to have to be answers for that. There are going to have to be clear, visible, plain things. For all of us to see, whether it's at an expert level or even the casual fan who just turns the games on at 12.59 p.m., you're going to have to look out there and say, oh, whoa, that was cool. Nice route. Look at that. Boy, they never would have had that figured out. That's when you say, okay, okay, he's an NFL offensive coordinator, but I can't even call him that now. When we come back, J1Q... This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by our good friends at Mike's Beer Bar. They're located on Federal Street, directly across from PNC Park. Mike has more than 500 beers on tap, including from more than 50 local breweries. Stop in and say hello. Tell Mike we sent you. Mike's Beer Bar. Today's J1Q comes from Anthony, who says... In reference to yesterday's episode that was led by my interview with Jalen Warren, Anthony says, DK, last summer, this man was my camp darling. I watched him at OK State, and he was a monster with the rock. That being said, this year it's definitely Corey Trice. I was so excited about the pick. Who is your camp darling this year? I uh, love the show. You're my morning cup of joe. I appreciate that, Anthony. 
I'm not going to stray from the beaten path here, Anthony, uh, and I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to have the same guy, and that's Trice. I have enjoyed watching him use his physical tools to cover more ground than what it looks like he's covering because of that wingspan, because of that size. He puts himself into positions where he can be aggressive, unusually aggressive for a corner. He has no fear that I can see on a football field. When I'm talking about fear, I'm not talking about fear of being hit or whatever. I'm talking about fear of making a mistake. He is going to go after the play. He's not going to just try to do his job and cover the bases. And I like that spirit at that position. Yeah, you're going to get burned once or twice in a big way with that approach. And you're going to have people blasting you and everything else. But I will take that over the long haul over someone who is just tackling the catch, you know? Are we still allowed to reference Harvey Clayton in that context here? For those of you who go way back with this football team, remember poor Harvey. Pittsburgh couldn't stand Harvey. Harvey, all he did was tackle the catch. He'd wait. He'd wait. He'd wait. The guy would catch the ball, and there was Harvey ready to take him down. Never mind that among other coordinators in the league of note, Dick LeBeau is one of those guys who happened to very much believe in tackle the catch because Coach LeBeau's process was I can handle your 15-yard gain, your 20-yard gain. I can't handle a 55-yarder that results in six points. So I'll deal with this. Let me just get people who can do this. Well, I also would like to see corners make plays on the football, turn it in the other direction. Trice has made that happen. Patrick Peterson, who's going to be a starting corner on this team, might also be lining up the inside, depending on how things play out. He certainly had his share of time there at OTAs, as he's acknowledged. Blurted out after the last session of last week's OTAs that Trice had three passes defensed and a pick on the same day. That's a lot of plays on the football. Now, again, it's not regular old football and whatever else here, okay? But you've still got to put yourself in that position. And I'm just telling you that watching Trice's body language on the field, he doesn't look like a rookie. He definitely doesn't look like a seventh rounder. And he just looks like a lot of teams made a mistake, you know? I appreciate the question. It's a really good one. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. Again, I'm heading over to OTAs today, and I'll be reporting back to you on whatever I can tomorrow's show. 